much, Linda Michael. All right, Alice, uh, bring us up to speed on security. You're in downtown Brooklyn. Is he already there? Did they shut down the streets? What's going on there? From what I understand, he's being held in a specially designed cell in the courthouse here at Brooklyn Federal Court. So they don't have to shut down the Brooklyn Bridge to shuttle him to and from Manhattan anymore. They're saying that the uh, security is unprecedented, maybe unlike anything they have ever seen, possibly when the defendants in the uh, 1993 World Trade Center bombing went on trial. They had unprecedented security, but even this is bigger. Uh, Largest daily law enforcement presence ever. They have high-tech scanners installed in the courthouse, and there was this long line outside the courthouse this morning. And I was asking people, like, uh, do you come here every day? Does it take longer to get into the courthouse now? And they were all here for their citizenship ceremony. It was a line of people. They had never been here. They had nothing to compare it to. There are armed escorts for the anonymous jury of five men and seven women, heavily armed federal marshals and cops with bomb-sniffing dogs are guarding outside the Brooklyn Federal Courthouse. Um, And uh, I don't know where they are. I haven't seen any dogs. Maybe they're right inside the door. The weather here is frightful. It's really miserable. But it's not like you see armed guards standing outside the courthouse at this moment. But uh, the security is here. And, um, you know, these, this drawer is, these drawers are going to be protected, I guess, as much as they possibly can. But there were some people outside uh, walking their dogs in the uh, park here, right outside the courthouse. And I asked them, like, you know, if you were on this jury, would you, would you convict this guy? I'm in law school, so there has to be a beyond a reasonable doubt. So. Right, but you wouldn't be afraid. I would not. I mean... I probably would, but I'd probably do it anyways. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You wouldn't fear for your family? This guy's- um, my family doesn't live in New York, so they wouldn't know where yeah. I'm at, so. Do they know who the jury is? Are they sitting in the room they're with an- them? They're anonymous. They're anonymous? Yeah, it's El Chapo. Then, I guess if he was guilty, you'd have to convict him. Yeah, you wouldn't be afraid for your life or your family. I suppose it would be a little bit, but you can't hold things up for those reasons. Hopefully, this... Yeah, country does what it does to protect the witnesses. Hopefully you would stay anonymous. <laughs> yes, that is the goal. Fear convicting him because of who he is. Probably. You wouldn't like being a juror in that pool. Just wouldn't want to get involved. What if you were picked as a juror? I don't know. I mean, I guess I would need to know how they would, how the state would protect me and make the judgment from there, but uh, it would definitely be scary. Well, it would. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't want to be on that jury. How about you, Alice? Well, more than two dozen witnesses that are cooperating, including former cartel associates that are either behind bars already or they're in witness protection, um, their IDs are being delivered to the defense at the last possible moment because prosecutors argue that witnesses in previous cases have turned up dead. So, wow. uh, you know, yeah. it's not a jury uh, we don't want to be on. But it's so interesting, like, the story, this guy's storyline is fascinating. Two brothers from Chicago are expected to testify they operated a cocaine and heroin distribution organization before they were arrested. They became federal informants. They went into protective custody and recorded phone conversations with El Chapo in which he reportedly agrees to lower the price of heroin. Their father was kidnapped, and they believe he was murdered as a result of their testimony. Doesn't that sound like Breaking Bad? The two brothers (laughs) that are related to the big drug kingpin, it's like something out of a movie script, this guy. And then the escapes from prison were just remarkable. I guess in Mexico, maybe not so remarkable. I mean, who builds a tunnel to the guy's uh, shower? A mile-long tunnel that he was able to to escape from. He got out in a laundry cart in another escape. How many movies have you seen that in? Yeah. So 
We should start casting this show immediately, Michael. Steve McQueen, The Great Escape. No, we got to cast. Who's going to play El Chapo, which means shorty? We need somebody short. Martin Short. Here's shortcut. Danny DeVito. Ah, oh, Danny DeVito. There you go. <laughs> Danny DeVito. That's it. Alice, are you are, are you afraid for your life down there? I mean, if El Chapo looks at you and mistakes no. you for a juror? Yeah, scared to death. No, I don't care. Hey, Alice, is there a big, is there a big media presence down there? Come on, Lynn. Oh, jeez, what are you kidding me? Well, I mean, Seriously? but what can they what can they see? Is that a rhetorical question? No. Yeah, there's media like seriously around the block here. Around the block, media, wow. international media, Len. But wow. you're not you're you're not going to get a look at El Chapo, right? He does he doesn't walk in front of the media at all. No, no, wow. not as far as I know. You know, don't quote me on this. This is the information that I've gathered thus far that he's already in there and he's going to stay in there. Hey, Alice, if you and see his lawyer Jeffrey Lickman, Jeffrey's a friend of mine. Tell him I said hello. Who isn't a friend of yours, Michael? Well, that's true too. <laughs> well, maybe me. All right, hey. thanks, Alice. Appreciate it. <laughs> 